And so the first step that I, I discovered was learning more about myself and what I'm feeling in these moments, being more mindful of what I'm feeling in these moments, especially around those people who seem calm, cool, and collective. Man, I didn't like those people at all. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Self Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. Today, my guest is Coach Lee Hopkins. He is a transgender man who helps people create lasting friendships. After struggling with loneliness most of his life, he's developed various ways to discover himself in it. And thank you, Coach Lee, for being here. Rachel, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for your invitation. Yeah, it's um, I'm excited about this interview, so I want to jump right in. Um, The topic today is being a friend to yourself, which is a near and dear topic to my heart. Um, Just to give you some background, when I was about, I don't know, seven or eight, I found this book called How to Be Your Own Best Friend. And um, and it changed my life. And I thought, um, well, that's really cool because. I'm right here. <laughs> and so um, I don't have to do anything except except befriend this person. And um, and it sounds a lot easier than I think it is. So I would love to turn this over to you and and ask you, how did you get in to this field of this area of work and what was your calling? Wow. You know, I have to say, I'd like to comment on your, your sharing your story there about uh being a friend to yourself and discovering that you can do that and that is possible because that wasn't something that I understood until maybe my late 20s, early 30s. Mm. I didn't understand that that was a possibility and that was something that I needed to do. And so my story is that I've been struggling to create friendships for a long time. I've been struggling. I've been watching people. I've been listening to the sayings out there that say, you need to just find your tribe. You need to just be yourself. You need to just do this and just Mm. do that. And like, wow, it sounds so easy. But the idea, the thought of becoming a friend to yourself or a friend to myself had not occurred to me until decades after being alive on this planet. (laughs) And so when I discovered that, um, that was one of the prerequisites before I could make any genuine friendships with anyone. Mm. I had to tell everybody about it. That was the thing. That's how I became a coach is like, well, I struggled. I grew up in Ohio. A little bit about my stories. I grew up in Ohio and I tried to make connections with people there, a small town. And I just figured, well, I mean, it's not my tribe. So I went to college and I met new people from different places, countries, backgrounds, and and still I felt kind of disconnected from the people there. And so I thought, well, Ohio's messed up. So I need to leave Ohio and I need to go find my tribe in California. And sure enough, I met some really awesome people there. I mean, I met really awesome people all over on the journey, but I thought, well, this was going to fix it. Being in California was going to change everything and I'm going to meet new people and, and create the kind of friendships I deserve, I want. And I did make some great friends. People knew me. They saw me. I was visible to them, but I still felt lonely and mm-hmm. disconnected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still felt lonely and disconnected. And so I moved from California, I had an opportunity to move from California to Chicago, the second largest city in the US. I figure I'm going to make connections with people there. And also one of the things 
I realized I wasn't doing was being my authentic self. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, I've never shared the fact that I wanted to be trans with anybody in California. So I'm going to do it now in Chicago. And sure enough, I met the right people, the queer community to help me with this transition and Caitlyn Jenner was coming out, all those things that really made it absolutely feel right. And, and in that community, I thought that was where I'm going to find my people. I was going to find my tribe and it didn't work. Mm. It didn't work. I felt, still felt disconnected. And so when de- decades of trying, of trying, I realized that the first thing I need to do is become a friend to myself. And so now that I know that I have to tell everybody about it. It's so, so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny how they say sometimes it's right under your nose, li- literally <laughs> right, right <laughs> under your nose, the answer. Um So what does it mean to be a friend to yourself? Well, I think that being a friend to yourself really means that you know yourself, Mm -hmm. you know yourself and people say no and love yourself. But I think that knowing and understanding yourself is love. Mm. It's knowing who you are, what you want and uh, how you're going to get it. So those are aligned with your actions, your values, your thoughts, your ideas, all of that stuff, knowing it about yourself. So I used to be afraid of people who really knew themselves, who really knew themselves. They give, they give off this kind of energy that everything's okay and they're fine no matter what you do. Mm. And I used to be afraid of those kind of people. I'm like, I'm afraid of them. i I couldn't look at them. I couldn't look them in the eye. I didn't want to be around them. And I didn't know why. What about myself? This was my beginning of this discovery. What about myself made me feel that way? And furthermore, I resented them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why did I resent them? I don't, I don't know. And so the first step that I, I discovered was learning more about myself and what I'm feeling in these moments, being more mindful of what I'm feeling in these moments, especially around those people who seem calm, cool, and collective. Man, I didn't like those people at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just didn't know why. And so yeah. being a friend of yourself means like knowing that about yourself. Right, right. So, and just you know, because this is my job, interjecting a little psychology into that. That's what we would call our our shadow, right? So what our, the Jungian shadow is, those, those parts of us that we've disowned. So when we, when we see something in someone, then we don't know why we don't like it about them, you know, what we don't like about them. It's a really good indication that we've disowned a part of ourselves that, um, that when we see it reflected outside of us, it just, it upsets us for some reason, right? Yeah, it's, I don't know why I don't like that person. I do not like that person, and and that's and that's what it is. Is it's a really good indicator to say, okay, what have I disowned in myself? And for your story, it's like being able to or, or recognizing that you're disowning that part of acceptance and and knowledge of who you are, and and well, knowledge and then acceptance of who you are. And celebrating that. Absolutely. Because further on in my journey, I discovered that, well, I didn't like myself. I didn't like myself. And the reflection of how they're so cool and calm and okay with the world, I was not that. And I resented them because they are able to be that. And I wasn't Mm. angry about that. Angry and like, ah. (laughs) So, and the. And and then, so if I could just share a little more about what it means to be a friend to yourself, it's also knowing the other, other parts of yourself, like being, what brings you joy and what other emotions, what, what triggers those things. And so knowing that about yourself is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So I'm sure there are people listening who are saying, well, that sounds great. How do I do that? What are some steps people can take to become a friend to themselves? Well, becoming a friend to yourself requires, like I say, understanding of who you are. And there are three key features that I look at to help us understand or help me understand who I am and how I show up in the world. And so the first thing I look at is my history, my history, where I've come from physically, emotionally, how I grew up, like the the place that I grew up in, the, the family dynamics, those things, just knowing those about myself mm-hmm. is important. And it's important to connect with yourself. And then your history, you have your hobbies. So the things that bring you joy. I just mentioned a second ago that it's really important to know those things that bring you joy because you're always going to gravitate to those things. You're always going to want to get up and give your energy to those things. So you want to know what they are. You want to be intentional about doing the things that regenerate and rejuvenate you. And then finally, your habits. Your habits are your daily activities, the things that you do from a day-to-day basis, like be mindful because many of us, including me, would just think, well, what do you do every day? Nothing. What'd you do today? Nothing. No, no, no. You've done something every single day. You're just not really verbalizing it or you don't think it's important enough, but it is who you are. Mm. Everything you do every day, it is who you are. If you're watching social media, if you're on social media all day, then you're doing something. You're You're on social media and just notice that. That's all. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds very much like meditation, like a constant meditation. So when when we're in meditation and, you know, and obviously thoughts come into your mind when you're in meditation, the the guidance around that is just notice them, just notice Mm -hmm. them without judgment. Right. And I think that's a that's a big part of it, too. I, I wonder if you agree is when you know, oh, I was on social media for three hours today. Just noticing that and saying, okay, instead of judging, like, I shouldn't be doing that. We should just, we should get rid of the word should in our vocabulary. (laughs) I I love that. (laughs) Um, Because it's really, it's very damning, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of, of just saying, oh, that's what happened today. Okay. And I accept that. Yeah. Yes. It just steals the focus of the purpose of, of, I think, getting to know yourself with saying, I should, I should, I should. Well, that that's a really big block into seeing what you actually are doing mm. and being okay with what you actually are doing, getting to know it, getting to accept it and stop resenting yourself and, you know, doing all that damage to yourself. Yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, and, and this is something that, that I've written about and I, I would love to hear your, uh, your perspective on it, because I think it's it's an essential aspect of getting to know yourself. What are the the benefits of having this kind of intimacy with ourselves, this closeness with ourselves? Hi, it's Rachel here. I know you know me as the host of Self Talk, but did you know I also offer online courses and can work with you one on one? Well. Now you know. So head over to MySelfPath.com to learn more about how I can help you discover and honor your true self for the betterment of your life and the life we share with all around us. That's MySelfPath, M-Y-S-E-L-F-P-A-T-H.com. Now, back to the episode. Oh, the intimacy and closeness with ourselves is, it's so beautiful because 
much like the person I described who's cool and calm that I resented, that person was still pretty much very attractive to me. Mm. They were something that made me feel safe, but also feel scared of. I had conflicting emotions because of the way I felt about myself. Mm. Right. And so when you build this intimacy with yourself, you get this knowing of how you're going to act, how you're going to behave, who you're going to be in, in any given situation. And if you don't know those things about yourself, you still have this resilience. If you were put in a new situation in which you have never experienced before, your sense of self, your intimacy with yourself still gives you an idea that you're going to be okay and you're going to be safe. You'll be able to handle it. Whatever situation, whatever outcome it is, you're going to be able to handle it. You're going to have a mindset of where you're curious and you're going to understand or you're going to learn from it. And so the intimacy with yourself, the the full knowing of who you are, as much knowing as you possibly can of yourself, will allow you to just be comfortable and cool and relaxed. And it'll emit this energy that other people who are just as cool, calm and comfortable and relaxed will be attracted to. Mm-hmm. They'll be attracted to you and you'll develop friendships and connections with people who really see and celebrate you. Mm-hmm. This is what I discovered in my journey right. is that the more of myself I've been honest with and truthful to, the more people I've attracted that do just that. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I build a sense of trust with them because I know that they're not really interested in harming me. They Mm. really don't have anything to gain from that. They really don't feel that. They just feel that they can be curious with me and learn from me. They can be curious and learn from me and they can share with me. So I think that intimacy is what creates those kind of friendships. But the intimacy with yourself has to happen first and you'll automatically attract those other people. Yeah. And that that kind of brings us back to what you had said earlier at the beginning of your journey, trying to find your tribe, Mm -hmm. right? And if, if that's our energy is, okay, well, I don't like where I am right now. I got to go find my people. There is a desperation that you're, that you are exuding. Yeah. That I, I need, I need, I need. And what mm. you might end up attracting is people who are needy. You know oh what my I mean? goodness. <laughs> Did that happen to that. you, Coach Lee? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me, man. <laughs> I was so miserable. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that really enforces what you just said. When we have that love, that love, that intimacy, um, and that deep connection to ourselves, what I call in my practice, the foundation of self. Once you have that, you really can't be shaken because you always have yourself to come back to, and you are connected to everything else. Right. So, so it's not as though, and and I think people misunderstand this. I don't know if you get this in your practice too, that we're not talking about isolating yourself or being a hermit or being self-absorbed. We're talking about quite the opposite, which is when you have an engine that's running and it's got the good oil in it and the good, you know, it's all greased up and polished up. It works so much better out in the world Mm -hmm. with, with other people. Absolutely. And I believe that the way to make connections with people definitely through yourself, understanding yourself, but I believe that it's the emotion that connects us. So it's the feeling that we both have and we can 
I guess, express the emotion that we're sharing, that we feel with other people. Mm. And the analogy that I like to use is like going to a movie together. So you and I go to a movie together and I love the movie, but you absolutely dislike it. And so we're kind of disconnected on that feeling that we had the similar experience, but we don't feel the same way about it, but it's the expression of that and being curious about it that'll bring us together. Mm-hmm. But then if we go to the movie and we both enjoy it, then we can connect on the fact that we enjoy it and we can have our friendships and we can really understand it and how people see us. But it's our sense of self to be able to sit into sit in a movie and think about why we enjoyed it, what we're feeling about it, and why we enjoyed it and that expression with another person. And to develop that skill, you need time alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So you're not activated because somebody didn't agree with you. Yes. Yes, mm. exactly. Yeah. That we can have, and I work with couples too. And, and, you know, the, the mistake is that uh, when you're in a relationship, you want everything to be sweet and kind and loving all the time and never argue, but that's not healthy either. It's how we argue. Right. So I say there are two ways to argue. You argue to win or you argue to heal. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're both and this is this goes well with your your movie analogy, if you didn't like the movie and I liked the movie or vice versa, there's a real opportunity for a lovely in-depth conversation if you can stay grounded. Yes. <laughs> right. And yes. not feel like, oh, you're, it's a personal attack on me <laughs> that you're not hearing me. Why? I, you know. Right. You're not hearing me why the movie was trash and this is why it's trash, but okay. That doesn't change the opinion. I don't have to agree with it. I really love the movie. No, the movie's trash. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it is really, you really need that sense of grounding. And so it shows up in all kinds of relationships. I know that has shown up in my friendships and connections with people is that, well, if you're not again, if you're not for me, then you're against me. Yeah. And, and that was it. That was, you're not That's- a friend very scary that that logic you know and mm-hmm. we see that actually in in particularly in this country right now you know yes. we see a lot of splitting a lot of division uh when that's the opposite of what we need right now yeah, yeah and you know i think it's a it is a an illusion that we are so different from each other in the first place i mean we could connect on the very feeling of i don't feel understood like, well, we're splitting up because we don't feel unheard and understood. Well, I also don't feel heard and understood. Well, well, somebody, can somebody stop to hear somebody? <laughs> can somebody yeah. take a minute to this person? They're saying they don't feel heard and understood. So, so are you, you know how that feels, right? So maybe, right. maybe you take a breath and listen to them. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually part of the work that I do it with couples is slow down and we don't work with the, you didn't load the dishwasher correctly. We don't talk about that. I mean, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, I don't feel heard and understood. <laughs> so we got to really slow it down and, and help each other to, to look at the emotions underneath what's being said, Absolutely. right? The, the connections that are necessary. And again, to bring it back to this topic, we also need to be very secure in who we are. As you said, you need time alone to reflect on how you feel without outside interference or, or, um, or any kind of suggestions as to how you should feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So 
how would being a friend to yourself now we've talked about we don't want to be hermits and isolate ourselves how can being a friend to yourself benefit your other relationships well being a friend to yourself i I believe it means uh, to be grounded in who you are we talked about that like really being secure in how you feel and being okay with expressing that or also being okay with not expressing it not mm. being heard you're not going to be activated because even if people don't validate you you know that's how you feel and that is you and that's okay all and of it is is okay yeah yeah and so when you develop those kind of friendships you become or you develop that for yourself i'm sorry you you get that space where you are comfortable to talk to like people will feel like they can just talk to you about things and since i've become more confident and secure in myself I just admit that kind of energy and people will just talk to me about things mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, and it's absolutely rewarding. It's I, I believe that you feel safe enough for people to be vulnerable and that's what will show up for you in your other relationships. You'll get to know people on a deeper level and that's what we all want. We have this desire to be seen, but we're also afraid to be seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that brings up um, another important point when people begin this journey of becoming a friend to themselves um and i hope you can speak to this uh sometimes some of our existing relationships have to end or significantly change can you i'm not in a therapy session here but i am in a therapy session today (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think people are afraid of that happening And so I wonder if you might coach us, Coach Lee, around that. I've had that experience and it is awful. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you it's awful. It doesn't feel good. I I realized that. So this is what I did. Um, And I'm going to say I don't recommend you do it, but you have to have your own experiences and you have to see what it is. Maybe you can look at mine and learn something from it without having the experience. But here goes. I met some people that I knew for a long time and we had a nice friend group and I started to change like the pandemic hit and, you know, self-reflection and I had a bunch of ideas. I wanted to start my company. I wanted to be more serious about it. And, you know, the things that I was discovering about myself in this time alone, I wanted to apply to my friendships Mm -hmm. and uh, they didn't like it. We were fine with the friendship dynamic that we had before and they didn't like it. So this is what I did. I wanted to manipulate them. That's what I wanted to do. I know everything. This is this is what I reflect on now. As my my as time had passed, I reflected on now. But what I did was like, I know, I know best. I want to keep this friendship. So I'm gonna help you see what I see. I'm gonna help you discover what I discover about practicing your coaching. Yeah, I'm (laughs) gonna do that. (laughs) Right. You didn't you didn't ask for this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You didn't ask Mm -hmm. for this, but I know better. So I I did. And the whole friendship thing exploded. They ended up not liking me. And I didn't, and I realized, well, I also didn't like you because I wanted to change you. Mm. So it was a realization that it was so painful to go through. And it wasn't just me though. It wasn't my pain. I'm sure that they wanted to keep the friendship too, but they didn't want to be changed. We had to find things were fine the way they were. I changed. And so therefore I had to accept that I had to let go. Mm-hmm. And when I let go, I stopped putting energy into changing them. I had more energy to focus on what I can change about myself. So I, if I so choose, I had more energy to learn more about what I really wanted instead of focusing on fixing 
some people who didn't want to be fixed, who refined the way they were, who probably discovered more about themselves without somebody lurching over them, trying to tell them that they need to change. Mm -hmm. So it is a painful experience, but it is necessary as a part of growth. And I believe that we're all much more delighted in ourselves. And uh, as I think about this, it doesn't mean that they aren't doing their own personal growth and that we can't return to each other someday. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And we, we have to remember that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, as I'm listening to your story, I was thinking even your desire to help them wake up to the, to the, to the path was an act of love because you wanted to keep the friendship. It, mm-hmm. it, maybe it wasn't received that way, but it, it really does bring to mind something that I also talk to my patients a lot about was we can't change anyone else. We can only change ourselves. And, and, and you, as you rightly said, they're on their own journeys. Mm-hmm. We're all put on this planet to learn whatever lessons we're here to learn. And we learn them at different paces and, and in different directions. And so, so that's why looking at ourselves as point north of, mm-hmm. you know, of, of our journey is, is makes it easier for our people to come to us, to gravitate to us. And, and as you said, sometimes relationships shift or change or end. And I've certainly experienced that as well. Um, there's, there's nothing that says that your paths might cross again one day. And that's Absolutely. a really lovely way to look at it. Like you close the door, but you leave it open a crack. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we don't, I, I believe that if the door is open, we will interact in a different way than the next time we meet. Yes. Because I know that I'm different. Yeah. And whether or not they changed, I know that I'm different. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's all we can be responsible for is, is ourselves. That's what mm-hmm. So Coach Lee, how can people find you? Well, you can find me if, when I'm not trying to change people's lives. <laughs> when I'm not busy <laughs> doing things that I'm not asked to do. <laughs> you can find me at PatternsOfPossibility.com. And I'm on all social media at Patterns of Possibility. Um, I have a five-day friendship challenge that you can sign up for to help you make those kind of connections that you're looking for. Beautiful. All right. I'm going to have all of your uh, your connection links and, and all of that on the show notes. Coach Lee Hopkins, thank you so much for being on Self Talk today. Thank you for having me so much, Rachel. I appreciate it.